I want a traditional Christmas with snow and stockings and eggnog and carolers. Jake was looking forward to the best Christmas of his life. Still planning on coming home for Christmas? Yes, sir. He and Allie were flying home to be with his family. Pick you up tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock. Okay. Until a practical joke. Something wrong, fellas? Changed his plan. All right, Jake, where are you? changed his wardrobe. I'm in the middle of nowhere, dressed like Santa Claus, being attacked by a killer buzzard. Changed his life. I wish I were dead. I said I wished I were dead. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. This holiday season... Get out of there! Mama's teeth have fallen out of her mouth again. Santa's got a brand new bag. Santa just yammied in your handbag. But now... His unbelievable journey. Come on, Jake. We can make it. Father Christmas, just tell me what you want from me. Is about to become <laughs> something very special. Maybe I should just go with it. Yeah. From Coney Island to the Sunset Strip. Somebody's gonna put this on. Act happy. like my elf. How do elves act? Happy. Walt Disney Pictures invites you. No, no, don't turn left. Don't turn left. To join Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Please send the class. For the ultimate Christmas feeling. Uh oh. Oh boy, wet lap, wet lap. Disney's I'll Be Home for Christmas. Check this out. Tell me what's better. Ho ho ho, Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho, Merry Christmas. The first one's good for really little kids, and the second one's good if you want to scare people and watch them run away screaming. Okay, cool, thanks. Welcome to They Call This Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This Movie. We are part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Main Damie. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, do you guys have batteries in your beepers? Uh, I'm fresh out. Ah, damn. Mine broke uh, a couple I, days ago. That's why you didn't get my message. I got yeah. a fresh pair of triple A's in mine. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I'm I'm behind the times, I guess. Was, not to go off on a tangent right away, but was that the weirdest like short-term like renaissance of an electronic product? You know, big for like two years, beepers were like huge for some uh, odd reason. I don't know the, the lifespan of the beeper. I thought it was like mid to late 80s, and then yeah. somewhere it probably died in the mid 90s. So what yeah, do you and think? And then just popped back up for years? two years for no reason. When did it pop back up? I don't even know. It around the time happened. of this movie. Oh, I thought it was just still a thing. Yeah, but whatever. Because this was 98, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is not a, a podcast about the beeper. Uh, this is a podcast about uh, terrible movies. Oh, surprise. And- <laughs> we're, we doing are, a beeper, we're starting a new beeper yeah. podcast next week yeah uh leave me off that one i actually thought this was a podcast for physical education nope again oh, okay sorry uh, leave me off that one too uh <laughs> 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 we're in the thick of 25 days of christmas so we decided to go take a trip back to the late 90s where jonathan taylor thomas was king so yes. we decided to watch ATT, baby. Disney's You, you can't see home. me, but uh, I just made a really weird face when he, he's the king. And man, was he? There was a there was a glimpse of it, 
probably earlier than this movie when he was a, a preteen where he was the king. Um, but this is 1998, and he was a uh, he, I think he was 18 at the time for 1998's I'll Be Home for Christmas. Uh, gentlemen, what do you think about I'll Be Home for Christmas? First of all, where, where are you coming from with this one? Uh, where am I coming from? I've never seen it before. I'd seen uh, a prior review for it, so I, I kind of had some sort of expectations on it. But I don't. I wasn't prepared for really how shitty this was. Okay. Mark. Yeah, it's. Um, I hadn't seen the movie previously either. Um, but it definitely seems like a movie I should have watched during this time period of my life. Okay. And I did. Yeah. Probably because you had you had the Jonathan Taylor Thomas poster on your wall. Oh yeah, that's right. exactly why. From Teen Beat. Yeah, along with my Smash Mouth poster. That's right. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie either. Uh, so we this movie was over three, uh, <laughs> and I'm assuming that we were sort of the uh, the the demographic that it was trying to hit. Yeah, it seems uh, like the movie, movie I should have watched. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this movie sucked, sucked yeah. hard. Yeah, uh, it was it was the first time during the series of these podcasts that I watched an entire man's career die in an 80 minute span. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Anthony had a pretty funny uh, quote when we were in pre-production, and I use that very loosely. Uh, that it was oh. odd. It was odd to see Jonathan Taylor Thomas's career going downhill <laughs> while watching Jessica Biel's career go uphill. Yeah, like, like they were just crossing each other. Yeah. This movie is like the careers of Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel high-fived while passing each other on opposite escalators. <laughs> Just looking at each other very God awkwardly. Damn it. It's such a better line. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. JTT, he, he was box office poison, man. He was good on TV, but yeah. everything, anytime he graced the silver screen, oof, no good. Yeah, he was, well. He wasn't much though. Well, but, I, obviously, The Lion King that that was an all time great. And, you know, then Ma- Man of the House, terrible. The House. Uh, it was like in a movie called like Wild America. Yeah, Wild that? America, twenty seven percent. He was in Tom and Huck. I was gonna Tom say he was in some yep. kind of Huckleberry Finn movie. Yeah, he was he was like the property of Disney, I think. Yeah, so I, he, was, he, he was one of those that. Disney usually doesn't do a very good job with like nursing their teen idols, I guess I should say. Um, I will say that that was true at some point. Yes. I think a lot of the people that you forget were Disney stars are are like the most popular people in the world right now. Well, like Justin yeah. Timberlake, obviously, Christina Aguilera, Zac Efron, Ryan Gosling. Um, That's true. Yes, and uh, they've gotten better. Yeah, I'll say that Ariana Grande. Oh no, she was on a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, it's like the early Disney teen heartthrobs. It was like I would compare it to how the Yankees would like handle their pitchers. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Where they would just like really baby them and then unleash them, and it would just be all. They're like Jabba Chamberlain. Sure, is what I'm saying. So he was one of those. That's a reference everyone gets. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows Job the Chamberlain. Oh, good. I didn't make the reference that the majority of our audience does not know. I'll give it time. <laughs> oh, no, I will definitely top it. Yeah, I would say this was really... I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly... I'm trying to pinpoint exactly where JTT just died. 
in terms of... I would say of... around minute 20 of this film. Oh, no, no I mean, like, career-wise. No, this film. Oh, okay. He literally <laughs> does, like, one more film, and then he's just guest stars on TV shows after that. Yeah. But I'm, very rarely. I'm not 100% sure if it wasn't, like, self-inflicted. Yeah. Like, I know I know he kind of quit um, Home Improvement. He kind of wanted to go to college and stuff like that. And... And that's really it. Once he went to college, he kind of was just like, all right, I'm out. Um, I tried to look up some information on him uh, post this movie, and there's not a whole lot. I know he went to college. I think he went to he went to somewhere really fancy. Vassar, I think. Uh, went to Vassar. And then he, he made a couple appearances here and there later on. Uh, like some, I think he cameoed at, on Last Man Standing. A mm-hmm. few times, which is Tim Allen's show, so you know that connection. Right. Uh, but I think he was just like, I, I don't really want to. I don't really want to do this. He graduated from Columbia University in 2010, um, so I guess it took him a while to to actually graduate college. Okay. He went to Harvard in, for two years in 2000 through 2002, then um, fi- eventually graduated from Columbia in 2010. Do you think uh, he got by on his looks alone, or do you think he's a smart guy? Um, I'm not, he, I bet you he's pretty. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He seemed okay. like he got out when the getting was good. Uh, um, follow up: Do you think he got into those schools by dubious means? Um, like did his mom uh, Photoshop his head on a uh, on a uh, kayaker's or a crew member's body? Is he, is he related to Lori Lachlan by any chance? <laughs> Well, listen, again, he was a heartthrob, do you think? Like, listen, a little quid pro quo kind of thing going on? Or... There was no quid pro quo. Read the <laughs> transcripts. It was a perfect phone call. <laughs> Read the transcripts. <laughs> so so do, you, do you think he, he applied, he had the, the right SAT scores, he had the right GPA, or is it just like, oh, yeah, we can probably use some JTT all, all up in here? Probably. I, I think it's probably a combination of both. Okay. Now, I I feel like Jonathan Taylor Thomas probably had like a a three, like maybe slightly above or slightly below three GPA. It was like right there in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It was like he was again, good enough to be like, well, Harvard could make the argument for him, but like, right. He wasn't he wasn't setting the world on fire. Right. He 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 couldn't be a Yaley. Right. <laughs> Not <Bam>. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yeah, so this movie is stars Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Jessica Biel, Gary Cole, and Adam Lavornia. It was directed by Arlene Sanford, who hasn't done a whole lot of films. Um, she did direct a very Brady sequel, which is an underrated 90s comedy. I'll fight anybody that. over the Brady movies. They are excellent. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, she did a ton, still continues to do so. She's very active. She does a lot of TV. Um, I think I counted up, um, since I'll be home for Christmas, she has directed 128 episodes of television, including, uh, some on Desperate Housewives, My Boys, Medium, Allie McBeal, just to name a few. But she's like very active. She's on a ton of TV shows. And before, before this movie, she was also very active. Oh, going back to, some spots in uh, the 80s, including like um, the Torkelsons, which is a show I remember from when I was a kid, but I don't really know what anything was about. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a that's before my time. Deep cut. I never thought I would mention the name Torkelsons, the Torkelsons. on this podcast, but 
Here so we are. Um, this has a 5.5 on IMDb and a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Budget of 30 mil, and the box office takes for the U.S. were 12 million dollars. Mm. This was a stinker for the House of Mouse. 30 million on this? The budget of 30 million. They, I think they spent a lot of money on music. Yes. Okay. They there dropped a Blink 182 track in there somewhere. There's a there's an Aqua track. There's, there's <laughs> a. Right. There's some standard uh, Christmas songs too, which probably you know with like actual the actual performers and there and, and it ends on an in sync song. Yeah, the hottest Christmas song of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't realize it came out then, but then I re- like oh okay late nineties. To me, that song is still kind of brand new in terms of Christmas music, so I couldn't I couldn't place it, but it makes sense. But they they did really have a I don't know would you say if this uh, soundtrack slaps. But, yeah, it does not slap. It, it does not, neither right? slaps nor bangs. It, it just exists. It's just there. Yeah. Come on, man. You're saying that uh, I'll have a blue Christmas doesn't slap? Nah, I wouldn't <laughs> call that a slapper. <laughs> All right. I probably wouldn't either. Fair enough. But that, God, that's a. They really don't do anything worth thirty million dollars. No, there's a lot. There's a lot of sets, I guess. A lot of on on location filming, maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a just, lot of money though for this it, movie. It's a head scratcher. That's yeah. I, I don't get it. This could easily have been like a ten million dollar movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> ten to fifteen, fifteen max. Yeah. What did you do with the rest of that money, Arlene Sanford? Mm. <laughs> we know. Yeah. I think it's appropriate that we're watching a movie directed by a woman this week after the jeez. Oh, uh, Hollywood Forum Press Association failed to nominate any women in the directing category. Again. I have I haven't noticed. Where's uh Where's Natalie Portman when you need her? <laughs> to make sure we are aware. <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll come out of nowhere. <laughs> well, let's just say that no one is uh clamoring for this movie to get nominated for anything. Now, question. <laughs> now, what what if the only for some for some reason it would make no sense, obviously, but this was the only movie that was like ever nominated by a female director how, how do you think that would that be more or less of a slap in the face if no <laughs> one was <laughs> if no one was ever nominated and it was just this yeah back in 98 for some reason i'll be over christmas right. Ar- got arlene sanford the only female director to be nominated man I mean, it would be, be it would be a travesty just because she's also has a very Brady sequel under her belt. So I mean, if anything, it should be that one. Okay, but <laughs> so we're all in agreement that this would be probably more of a slap in the face, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I believe, was like 18 at the time, and Jessica Biel was like 16. Um, so she had her whole career ahead of her. Her next five movies. Uh, is uh, Mark's favorite movie of all time, Summer Catch. Yes. Uh, I, was, I was waiting for you to mention the best movie on her IMDb. Yeah. Uh, the Rules of Attraction, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Cellular, and Blade Trinity. I actually think now, that's six. I don't know how to count. Uh, now, when, <laughs> when you say the best movie in her career, what, like, what do you mean by that? Like the best acted or the best looking or like what? Summer Catch is a great movie. Oh, just like overall movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Just, there's a there's a guy that progresses his love for plus size women and it's oh, a, a big yeah. moment in the movie. Shaggy, right? No, no, that oh, it's no. the guy from Buffy. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah I know, Mark, I know who you're Mark Blancas about. or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I I would argue that uh, I've watched that movie a little too much. No, it's a it's a good movie. It's a fine movie, but I would probably <laughs> argue that her my favorite movie of hers is uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, but not because of the movie itself, just because of her, because okay. she's fine in that movie. Yeah, I was looking at that movie too because it, I was just doing the math and she was like 25 in it, and she plays Adam Sandler's love interest who is north of 40. Yeah. I got a little grossed out. Well, Sandler kind of went the way of like Jerry Seinfeld in terms of women that he dated in his uh, in yeah. his films or, you know, obviously on Seinfeld, Jerry was always with a new girl every week mm-hmm. who was like way hotter than he should ever have. Sure. So it's, it's yeah. good to be the king. This was like almost in like this was just about the beginning of Adam Sandler's like sweatpants uh, era <laughs> where it was like, I just want to. I want to wear big T-shirts and sweatpants in every one of my movies. <laughs> it, it, it's right before that and right before he just uses them as an excuse to go to tropical locations. Yeah. <laughs> just but, how he funds his vacations. He's the smartest man alive. <laughs> I yeah, guess I'm that's gonna, one way to describe it. He, he's, he makes money, man. I'm, I'm going to make, you know, $100 million he's and tap- go to, like, Bermuda. He's definitely tapping into something that I can't understand but he's thriving on netflix yeah Yeah. he yeah he has he must have like the cosmic cube or something just turning out mediocre things at best (laughs) but america eats it up yeah yeah somehow he just made a movie that i've heard the word oscar buzz well that's uncut gems yeah that's a little that's a little different yeah um he had to stay in new york and nobody wants to no wants to be doing anything in new york but I think he still period, wore an oversized shirt. He probably did. <laughs> From what it looks like. Yeah. Just a Nick, a oversized double XL gray Nick's t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't confirm what kind of pants he wears though. I I yeah. don't recall looking. All of his scenes are just in James Dolan's press box. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Francesa comes in and out every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. The whole soundtrack is by uh, JD and the, uh, and the, what, what's his what's his band's name uh jd and the straight shots i think who james, oh, dolan. james, dolan. james dolan yeah jd and the straight shots shot. <laughs> with, with henrik lundquist on guitar <laughs> oh man we're off the rails already yeah, yeah we don't want to talk about this movie because it's we, terrible it's we, not fun we've we've named two new york athletes <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely alienating the rest of the country and mm-hmm. if anyone else i know we get a couple downloads here and there from you know internationally so uh sorry everyone <laughs> oh, yeah, y- yankees and you know rangers travel a little bit i'd imagine <laughs> like, you know half their season i guess <laughs> oh no, no I, I mean like around the world okay yeah right? um so yeah let's get a little bit like this movie is just it's kind of like that era of christmas movies that kind of, I think, was kind of really kicked off with Jingle All the Way, mm. and then progressed with like Christmas with the Cranks, Deck the Halls, and Four Christmases. We're just really mean-spirited Christmas movies. Yeah. yeah. And this one is not quite as mean-spirited as some of those, but it definitely has that that tinge of it because he's an asshole. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I-, I was gonna say, I think the biggest sin this movie makes is it's so phoned in. 
and it's it, it's so cliched at times. It's just lazy. Yeah. It's a very yeah. lazy movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the whole thing with his his family, like his stepmom could not be more of the sweetest person in the entire world, and he just hates her guts just because she's he's she's not his mom. Right, you can't stand her for no reason. <laughs> it's and, a, yeah. Oh, go it, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's, I was just gonna say it's like completely undeveloped. Like like I get it. Like his mom died, and it's like right. Well, they you know he his dad got back into a relationship pretty quickly, but it's also just like she's a sweetheart, and all she just wants is to <laughs> to love her. <laughs> right, right, and she she's she's one of the people who will really do anything to to be you know a part of his life and he wants no part of it whatsoever. And yeah. he, it's like he skirts the, the line of being like too cool for school and kind of uh, like nerdy, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I don't get his character essentially. Like he, he's the Kirkland version of Van Wilder. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Right. Cause okay. he, he runs a little like scam out of his, uh, his dorm room. Yeah. And he has this uh, underling who does like all his bidding for him, like oh run this, run that, and he's just a shithead. Yeah. Yeah. Right. His his buddy, we in like the opening scene, his his lackey, for lack of a better term, really, is locked up in a in one of the um, the locker rooms or in his locker, right? He's locked locker. up in the locker. Who and he, lockers like, in college? That's, that's like, a good question. Were they in high school or college? <laughs> Maybe like a prep school or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, and he there's like no urgency from Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, oh, my best friend's in there. I'm I'm just gonna like bust his balls a little bit. Yeah. First, give me everything that you own. Like, oh, where's my homework? There it is. Where's my? And this kid's connected. He's he's getting concert tickets and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how he's doing it, but yeah, he's he's just he, he doesn't I don't know he's a jerk essentially. Yeah, and, and he, he doesn't it, he doesn't even play like a convincing jerk sometimes yeah um i think i think part of the problem is that he's he's quite quite on the short side right he's, he's, so he's five foot five so he's just yeah. he's a tiny dude and it's just kind of it it's just he doesn't look like he's an adult <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just the truth um, it's, it's hard to make a non-horror movie about a sub six footer right right <laughs> he's a baby face <laughs> Right, he's a baby face. Like he looks super young, besides the fact that he's five foot five, um, and it just he and he's got like this high pitched voice that doesn't seem like it's it's cracked yet. Right. Um. Yeah, it's just, it's unconvincing. It's kind of like DiCaprio to me. Oh, still kind of has that a little bit of of like he's an adult now. He's in his forties, but sometimes he just like. You put him in a suit, and he looks like he's a kid playing dress-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just got that face where it's just like, yeah, you're still, like, 15. Like, he's that's ageless. adorable. Yeah. It's adorable that you're trying to look like a big adult, but <laughs> you got to get up early for school tomorrow, basically. <laughs> right. Right. It's a school night, yeah. Got to be in bed yeah. by 9. Yeah, and and all of his schemes and stuff, um, even for whatever they're trying to make him as... He has no real reason for doing them. He seems to be well off. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he's after. You know, <laughs> you know, it's not like he's this kid from a rough neighborhood that has all these schemes to make money to survive in college. Yeah. You know, it's it's like the Van Wilder comparison you made. Right. 
but it, but Van Wilder was doing it to be nice to people. Yeah. Like and like he it was like basically clout, I guess, right? So Jonathan Taylor Thomas is doing it for clout, whereas yeah. Van Wilder was doing it just because like he's a nice guy. Right. And I don't think he would take anything from people, or maybe, like maybe people would just like offer him stuff. But yeah. uh, yeah, I mean Jonathan Taylor Thomas is really. <laughs> You can see why he didn't last long after this. He, sure. He's not a good leading man. Yeah. I think I think that may be the reason why he went out on top. He was like, all right, well, I'm 18, and I'm not I'm not making that transition to adulthood great. <laughs> so like I said, got the kiss Jessica Biel, and we're out. Yeah. It's a good note to go out on. Not ter- but if he went out on that, then yes, but he didn't go out on this movie. More or less. I mean, like, it, it, I mean, I think he petered out more than uh, went out with the bang, sure. But I think it was shortly after this where he was just like, eh, I'm gone. Yeah. He pulled a Frankie Muniz in a, in a way, right? Yeah. He just kind of disappeared. He did a few movies, didn't go well, and he just said, you know what? I'm bailing. Uh-huh. Good for him, I guess. But and it, it's easy for us to sit here and crack jokes on him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, as Anthony said, at one time he was like, the king of the 90s. Yeah. Everyone loved this kid. He was bigger than Jesus. Uh, well, sure. Hey, was that, you show, that me, a... show me one Teen Bop magazine that Jesus was on. He was It's in... called the Bible. <laughs> right. I, I Just one have... of the Testaments. I, I don't have that issue, I guess. I didn't I didn't see that issue in there. But listen, you know, he, he did his thing. It just, it, it's just... It's sad that he didn't realize sooner. <laughs> I, I'm being sincere. <laughs> it's just—it's sad that he had to thrust this upon an American audience when he could have just left. And no one had to deal with it. <laughs> right. If 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 someone had just told him no once in his his young life, he uh, we would have been spared. What what movie was it? Huck, Tom and Huck. Um, oh, that was uh that was before this. We would have been yeah. spared. Hold on. Yeah, this was literally the main. Last major movie he made. Mm, yeah, yeah. Walking across Egypt. We would have been spared. Speedway Junkie. I'll just pick that one. Okay. Never heard of it before. Yeah, neither have I. All I know is Wild America had him and Devin Sawa in it. Shoof. Panties we... were wet. <laughs> it, it, it was, yeah. It, it was an interesting time to be a girl in the 90s, I guess. Yeah. I think the whole audiences were jilling off for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, between between those two Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, I mean, jeez. I mean, I, I remember what it was like. It was it was tough to keep up with those kind of people, you know? Competing with those guys, you couldn't. Yeah, you You're fighting get, a losing battle, gentlemen. Getting tips frosted on, on the daily? Yeah. <laughs> tips frosted. I, I plead the fifth on that. With their, uh, with their teen <laughs> angst. I want to okay. see a picture of Mark with his frosted tips. Shell necklace. I consider doing it. My father there, talked me out of it, and I thank him every day. There is definitely a photo of me with my hair dyed blonde, which oh, man, ooh, we need to find this oh. right away. <laughs> and maybe one with a puka shell necklace. I don't. Oh, know. I have done neither, but yeah. I, I've done some uh, plenty of terrible fashion choices. I, I always make the joke because uh, for the people who can't see us. Uh, I am bald, and uh, I... Oh, no! Oh. <laughs> I know, Mark, I'm sorry. Uh, but I always make the joke that if I had known I was going to go bald as you know, at, when I was younger, 
I wouldn't have done so many terrible hairstyles and I, <laughs> I would have appreciated my hair not taking it for granted because I did some I had like the front flip going it was oh, so yeah not it's not a good look really it wasn't good but yeah front flip and then the I just spiked it up I had spikes eyes. Yep. cool yep I had the spikes and then I got I got real confident in my uh because I was like one of the only kids who could grow facial hair so I had the the goatee and Ooh. goatee's not a good look. Goatees, yeah, that was that's a bad look, but mm. it was popular in the uh, no one told me. 2000s. No one told me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just looking back, it's just the the 2000s was just a hotbed of bad bad fashion choices, bad clothing, bad clothing, men and women, yeah. you know, for sure. For sure. Bad the, uh... tans on the girls with like the thin eyebrows. Chunky highlights. And this is all because of Jonathan jeans. Taylor Thomas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We blame him for this. Yeah, it's a good thing he vanished into obscurity. It's a good thing he <laughs> fucked off. So we had time to recover. <laughs> now in 2020, we've finally gotten out of out from under the bullshit that he caused. Maybe maybe America needs Jonathan Taylor Thomas back. Just for a little while. See the uh, dark night. Right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, because now we're in a whole bunch of new bullshit, and we I kind of prefer the Jonathan Taylor Thomas bullshit we were under. Right. We we don't have like do we have a a, a lovable face to look up to now? You know what I mean? Like who's the the teen heartthrobs? I I don't watch Disney anymore. I don't watch Nickelodeon anymore. Like who who do the kids look up to now? I don't know. Little Uzi Adam Bird? Driver. I, I don't know. Adam Driver. <laughs> Probably someone on YouTube. Oh, Ninja. True. Ninja. Or Ninja. PewDiePie, which is even worse. Uh, <laughs> Logan Paul. Yeah. I mean, we, we need to get Jonathan Taylor Thomas out of retirement. Yeah, he needs to come back and, I don't know, maybe just murder these people? Well, I know Logan Paul got into a, a like, he was in a fight or something like that, and he lost pretty badly. That's good. So, so if we, <laughs> it is good. But I mean, anytime he loses, as much as I hate he Paul, As much as I hate the Paul brothers, I mean... I don't know of them spreading and uh, Nazi propaganda like PewDiePie does. Right, and <laughs> we know that Jonathan Taylor Thomas won't be on that. Yeah. You know, right. He'll come back and you know maybe he'll he'll say something nice about Tim Allen and be like, hey guys, you know, give him a break. He's a nice guy. But uh, I don't think he would be that bad. He won't say anything risque. Hopefully not. Yeah. So JTT, I know we're ripping on you, but yeah. we need He's you. No- He's no Andrew Keegan who went off to form a sex cult somewhere. And <laughs> was he on? Uh, was he on Home Improvement? <laughs> he might have been on a guest spot, but oh, he was, I thought he might. He was. He was, a, he was another '90s, 2000s heartthrob. He was the douchebag from Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Who's very reminiscent of uh, Eddie in this movie, Adam Lavorgna. Oh yeah. That and guy. And I and I'm like 90% sure I think this was filmed at the same school. Oh, you think so? Ten things I hate about you. Oh, are you talking oh, about Palisades was... College? Yeah. Yeah. The illustrious fe- Palisades College. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like a lot of '90s movies that needed a high school or a college was filmed here. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't look like a college though. It, it didn't. It, it, it like kind of looked school. like a, Well, to me, it kind of looked like a nursing home. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. It, so really, this this whole movie is just a couple of shitheads just trying to. Out yeah. shithead the other shithead. And yeah, maybe sexually assault an underage Jessica Beale. Not maybe. They were doing everything in their power to do so. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, and the uh, best Jonathan. actor in this movie was in it for like ten minutes. Uh, Gary Cole. Gary Cole. Yeah. Gary Cole. Yeah. He's always fun to see in a movie, but he was yeah he was underutilized. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He just they shot they, he was on set for a day the day they had that house. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. It was it was amazing that this entire movie the two minutes when he's standing by the clock mm. at one point, it's probably the most emotion in the entire movie. Yeah. It's, it's the best <laughs> acted. That's for sure. Stoking the fire, looking yeah. at the clock. Yeah. It's, it, everything, like I was saying before, everything in this movie is kind of, it, it, it's making sense up until, just for a few minutes it's making sense. Like, okay, this is a pretty good, you know, color by numbers uh, Christmas movie. This guy, this kid, uh, wants he's gonna go home to visit his family. Then it takes a weird turn when he gets when like attempted murder happens essentially. Yeah. <laughs> right. They leave him in the desert to die. <laughs> <There's>, yeah. <laughs> what were they expecting to happen? Right. He, they're they're in uh we're, they're in California, yep. so we're assuming it's pretty hot. Yeah. In the desert, right? Mm-hmm. In full Santa gear. Yep. That stuff. That that's wool. That's that's heavy stuff. So yeah, even if he he wakes up in time, which thank God he does, he's gonna make the trek from the middle of nowhere in in heavy clothing. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I think the Ed Man is uh, getting some attempted murder charges put on him. I yeah. I, I hope that's why he gets arrested at the end because <laughs> they never explain why. Yeah, because he just he just told off two cops as far as we know. Right. Yeah, or like, hey, listen, uh, we were we got reports that we saw you dragging an unconscious body into the middle of nowhere. <laughs> You're gonna have to come with us, son. Yeah. <laughs> they must have like they must have really done some damage to him, like brain wise, because yeah. because he gets Jake? knocked out at the party, and it's gotta be what like two three hour drive to wherever they dumped oh, him. Are, are you telling me you don't think those four guys have GHB on them at all times? All all I know is they did what they did was illegal. Yes. Be, yes. Even if it wasn't attempted murder, I mean, yeah, you essentially kidnapped this guy and then yeah, you drove him out to the middle of nowhere. I mean, yep. I'm sure they they did something else along the way. Yeah. Assault. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds like we're getting into this plot, so why don't we Let's make do it, it official and get into this plot? Uh, but before we do, we are going to take a step back and listen to a message from a friend of the podcast. So we will be right back. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back. And yes, let's get into the plot of I'll Be Home for Christmas. As much as we have already gone through it. Uh, we start at Palisades College, and some kid is shoved into a locker, and we meet our quote-unquote hero, Jake, played by Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who uh, starts talking to the kid and starts getting a pair of uh, tickets to see Dave Matthews, as well as his hey. math homework and stuff. So Jake likes Dave Matthews' band, so that's basically all you need to know about him. Yep. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> when, was this a universal truth 
Uh, if you like Dave Matthews Band, you were a dick. No, it's just like everybody loved Dave Matthews Band. And when you went to college, you realized that everybody loved Dave Matthews Band. So and were they the the music equivalent of, let's say, uh, what, what was that that uh, uh that movie with uh, I can't even think of Boondock it. Saints. Boondock Saints. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, they are the the Dave Matthews Band is the Boondock Saints basically. Okay. Then yeah, we'll save the rest of that for my I hate Dave Matthews Band podcast <laughs> that I'm going to be starting in 2020. Airs every Friday. Yes. We'll go through every song and we just rip it apart. They have a lot of them, I'm sure. We could probably go for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we even know Jonathan Taylor Thomas' name, we know he's kind of a dick, um, but his name is Jake, and then he runs off to go to his girlfriend's dorm room, but he's blocked passage by her roommate, so he gives her protein bars because she's on the basketball team, and she, um, I don't know, goes nuts for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then he slips into her bed, and she wakes up, and... He does. Good. I was gonna say, which is the creepiest sli- slip in the bed. Yeah. Ever. He's like slides under her under her arm and just kind of stares at her till she wakes up. <laughs> Can I sweet... say I've, up? I've done that before? Creep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. All right. I so mean, but you creepies. did it in a completely uncreepy way, right? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> is there an uncreepy way to do that? Not I don't know. I was trying to give Dan the benefit of the doubt. Uh, so, if it makes it any better, I married the person I did it to. Does that help or no? That's good. I, I feel like it maybe slightly lessens the creep factor, but not by much. Yeah. Because I was it, the RA yes, at the time. The... Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dan's canceled at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it was fun while it lasted, everyone. Thank you very much. <laughs> sure, sure Make sure to listen to Stranger Damies every Wednesday. <laughs> Our new co-host, Tom Schuster, joins the podcast. Oh, man. We're just... Oof, I, this is what JTT does to you. Man. I, I dropped a bomb in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> you could have done that before the break. We could have cut the commercial. Right. Uh, oh, man. So... Um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas looking better at this point. Um, he's he's one of those guys that rather than being a good person, he just does these wild grand gestures that uh, his his girlfriend Allie kind of falls for. So he has his little his toady make it look like it's snowing up yeah. out the window, but it's not. He's just uh, it's just fake snow, um, and she's just smitten about over these ridiculous things that he does. And he surprises her with two tickets to Cabo San Lucas for Christmas break because he doesn't want to go home to his family. But she's like, I'm going home. You should, too. Your family wants to see you. And he's like, nah, Cabo San Lucas. Um, so he uh, so Eddie shows up, the Ed man, really aggressive about getting Allie in his Nissan yes. uh, while he's jamming out some Blink-182. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love how he he's trying to pimp out the Nissan. Yeah. <laughs> you but car it, smell. Right, he, he's all of these people look like they're affluent, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, th- this movie is really just like uh, white privilege personified yeah. for the most part uh, in a Christmas movie, I, I guess. But then, I guess that's most Christmas movies. But this dude's driving a Nissan, and it's probably like an older Nissan. <laughs> uh, he says it <laughs> smells like new car. It doesn't look like it. No, I mean, <laughs> it looks it like it's got some miles. So, you know, but, you know what? When you look back on like 
cars that aren't like classics mm-hmm. two decades later and it's just like oh that looks like a piece of shit right <laughs> this may have been a new the new hot yeah yeah he did the new hotness <laughs> the brand new 1998 nissan pathfinder or maybe he gets arrested at the end because he backs into a beamer and probably just drives off. That's probably true. His dad probably is like a lawyer. Right. So he's just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'll have my dad figure this out. No no worries. But he, yeah, really, he really wants uh, Jessica Biel to get into his, his rape path finder. He <laughs> wants her to get out of his dreams and into his car. <laughs> yeah. But he's just like... Uh, he says your perfume smell is great. You know it would smell even better on you. New car smell. Why don't you come in here, baby? Let me smell you. Basically. <laughs> but listen, man, that's Sweet. a hard that's a hard flex in front of the guy <laughs> oh, who's yeah. dating her. He flexes hard as fuck in this movie. <laughs> Everything there he does. He's the Ed Man. I gotta be honest with you. Sometimes there's there's points in this movie where I'm rooting for the Ed Man. Yeah. Uh, it's not here. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not with you on this one. Uh, I don't feel like there's ever a good time when he's like at at any point the good guy, and then neither is Jake. Right. There I is think, no good guy in this movie. They don't, they don't do a great job because I think in these movies that there's always that moment where it's like, oh well, you know, the guy that seems like a real jerk is actually he's got a softer side i think they try and get that done towards the end at like the, the bavarian village they don't yeah. do a great job with it no um, it's so transparent yeah and it's it's just not very developed um so i think there's a problem with the movie when you have gary cole as the best guy in the movie mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he's he's always a villain yeah so when you have Gary Cole as the moral epicenter of your movie, you've failed. You've you've messed up. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, he was like the besides. Oh, he, well, you know what? The connection is he was uh he was a uh, the father in the Brady Bunch movies. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I forgot about <laughs> that. So I guess that makes sense then. But yeah. I always remember him obviously as Lumberg, but then uh, Pineapple Express. He's a drug dealer. Or he's a, yeah. a drug lord. So he, but he always plays those kind of. He's very good at it. Those yeah. types of uh, roles. He so was, I see him more in that light. Yeah, he was in a show in the '90s called American Gothic. Okay, I've which heard of that. He basically played the devil. Um, Perfect. It was pretty pretty wild show. Did um, that come on? Was that on before or after the? What was it? The Trubiskys? The what were you? The, the Torkelsons? Torkelsons? Torkelsons were the eight, was the 80s. Oh, okay. I didn't and know that, that was Yeah, that was... <laughs> no, this was 95 through 98. Three seasons. Okay. Uh, that would have been some uh, some lineup. Yeah. It was like a, a sort of a... Uh, what do you call it? A Twin Peaks-ish, but with uh, some devil elements to it. Okay. Twin Peaks also has some of that. Um, so, yeah. Eddie crashes his car... And then Jake, uh, so Allie leaves, and Jake, I guess, pisses her off. So he's upset that he pissed her off. And then he goes to have lunch with a bunch of idiots who he gave bad fake IDs to, and he's trying to make it up to them by another scam of how to cheat on the finals using Bieber's, which is super 90s. Um, And they're all a bunch of idiots. They call themselves the Brant Man, the Ed Man, some other man. And and the... uh... 
least caring teacher in the world. Oh, these yeah. beepers go off. No. It's oh, coach. the coach is just checking in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> you deserve to have people cheat on your test, lady. Yeah. So Gary call Gary Cole calls to find out if Jake's coming home for Christmas. Um, his family seeming like the nicest family you can expect in a movie like this. And Jake is just like, ah, I'd rather go to Cabo with a beautiful girl. No, yeah. wouldn't you, Dad? And, and secretly he's saying yes. Yeah, he's like, probably. <laughs> right. And, but then Gary Cole's like, how about this? If you get home before we have dinner on Christmas Eve, 6 p.m., I'll give you my vintage Porsche. So that put lights a fire under Jake. And he's just like, you know what? I'm going to go home after all. Um, well, he's a shithead, so. Yeah, yeah. he's a selfish person. Right. Also, that's putting a lot of pressure on the uh, the stepwife. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, oh, we have to have dinner at 6 o'clock now. Right. I was thinking about that. It was like, whose life is that structured? That they're like toasting, have Merry Christmas Eve, like right. as as the the chimes are striking 6. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's a lot. Of, and they have a big feast. Yeah. Right? They have they have a good dinner on, on Christmas Eve. So and yeah. she's probably up all day. Stepmom is the early. hero of this movie. Yeah, 100, yeah, 100. Her, she is, and the daughter. The daughter mm-hmm. comes to the rescue, so they're probably the best people yeah, and, in this movie. And, and he completely treats her like shit for no reason. <laughs> he treats everyone like shit for no and reason. That's, Jake treats Jake runs into a lot of super nice people that help him out, and he's just nothing. He's not. He's super shitty to just everybody. Yeah, yeah. He's he well, lie he lies steals and cheats up until the last minute yeah he yeah. he has his redeeming moment in the last of like i say 10 minutes of the movie well, what is his redeeming moment that he just walks through the door to say uh, merry christmas there is no like he's just like oh well i'm show because i've decided to wait a minute so yeah. that i technically don't sit down at six o'clock then my family will see that you know it's not all about the car right yeah and I think it would have been it would have driven home harder if it wasn't a minute after, if it was like maybe an hour or something right. like that. You know, it's like, all right, well, if you're so now you're kind of putting it on the dad to not be a dickhead. Right. Like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a yeah. minute late. Well, well, you don't get the car, son. I said right. six o'clock. Well, <laughs> screw you, dad. And he ruins a parade in the process. Right. Yeah. And then he makes it seem like it's the parade's fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. He, he he lies to authorities. Mm-hmm. He makes people feel bad. He makes yeah. Jessica Biel feel bad for kissing the Ed man who, when she was clearly being lied to and left. So, I mean, well, the Ed man makes her feel bad, too, obviously. Everyone just makes Jessica Biel feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a good couple of days for her. No. Yeah, she... she this this could easily have been like a Christmas horror movie for her if it's told from her perspective. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so he tries to make it up to Allie. He cashed in the Cabo tickets for tickets back home. I guess that like all three of them, her and the them two and the Ed man, they all went to the same high school together. It's, it's never really made. Like I was surprised at the end when I guess uh, Allie and Jake are neighbors essentially. Mm-hmm. They live in yeah. the same town. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Why would I have yeah. known that? And they decided to go nope. across the country to Palisades College. Right. <laughs> like, what are it's the probably odds? a commuter school. <laughs> it's a commuter school. 
it's and it, it's funny because Gary Cole's character, uh, you know, Jake's dad, talks about you know oh Ali Ali's parents said she's gonna be home like how do you know her her parents like what's what's going on here yeah they yeah but they like literally live across the street from each other right so it's it's, it's not a good setup yeah so they make a plan they'll go home they'll fly back together um but then he is busy putting his testing his scheme into action about trying to cheat on the finals again just a cheater yeah um, so one of the dumb jocks throws test out the out the window and his his little ward runs back to the room and starts beeping the answers to them but eddie notices that the uh the little guy goes runs so he follows him and then he puts a stop to the kid beeping the answers to the jocks so over at a party uh last one before they go everyone goes home for break jake is talking to some random dude about his porsche he's drinking milk i think <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's... Party. or is he supposed to be drinking a white russian I don't know. Because he likes the Big Lebowski. Maybe. Uh, it, it's a Disney movie, so I'm assuming, yeah, it's just milk. <laughs> it's just milk. He's, he's underage. He's John, raging, man. Raging yeah. with that milk. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying Jonathan Taylor Thomas made sure it was a white Russian. Okay. Yeah. Didn't tell anyone because he was underage. All right. I just splash a little in there for me, baby. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, I like it. And this guy who he's talking to, who we've never seen before and will never see again, is pretending like he's the coolest guy ever. Yeah. It's like, oh man, you're so cool. That's like, man, you just have the life, man. You got Porsche. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And, right. And then Eddie walks in with the jocks to confront Jake because they got fucked over with their. Uh, plan to uh cheat on the test and this is where um they decided to make amends for jake fucking them over but we get the next morning we checked in with ally to see um her waiting for jake but he's not coming because he is left for dead in the middle of the desert and he's dressed like santa with his hat and beard glued to his head uh, ally tries to call jake but he doesn't answer but then the Ed Man shows up. He's there to drive her home in his rape van. <laughs> he makes several mentions to not try anything or else. I think she mentions if you try and feel me up, I'm going to punch slug you, you. In the dick. Oh, no, slug you. Yeah. In my She's head, essentially that's... just going to slug him, apparently. That's all. Everyone's yeah. so violent in this movie. Yeah. So Jake walks through the desert. And he happens to find a gas station. He manages to call Allie, but... Their machine is acting weird, so he's only able to get a couple name, words off um, that make no sense. So he calls his dad instead, and he tells dad's situation. Dad's like, "You, this is like the worst excuse I've ever heard. Go fuck yourself, kid." Yeah, yeah. Gary Gary Cole is the only one that calls him out on his bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> as a good dad would. Good, right. Yeah. So would your fathers have done that, lady? Like, dad, listen. Uh, I'm in the middle of nowhere right now. Eh, go fuck yourself, son. <laughs> well, I I didn't have a history of lying like Jake did, so so That's maybe not he what would... I heard. I heard you were a pretty <laughs> shitty kid. <laughs> oh, I was, but I wasn't a liar. <laughs> I was open about my shittiness, and we all loved you for it. So, <laughs> so, so you you turned out all right. Yeah. So a bunch of old ladies um, happen upon him, and they're like, ah, oh, well. We'll give you a ride to wherever. We're big Tom Jones fans. We're going to watch him. So have a ride in in the Cadillac with us. 
And this scene is a wholly unpleasant scene. I hate this scene. This is my least favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, it involves dentures falling out, pickle juice being splashed all over the place, uh, Jake throwing up in a handbag. Uh, it's a just lot of terrible. yelling. A lot of yelling. And then it just it goes south so quickly. And, and it's then, their fault. Yeah. It's the, it's the old lady's fault. And yeah. then they treat Jake. This is the only time in the movie where Jake is justified for yeah. reacting how he does. Yeah. Because the old ladies just, they flip a shit and they kick him out and they're like, get out. I can't believe you did this. This is ridiculous. You guys are throwing stuff on him. Yeah. It's a good thing that it happened so quickly because it's there a bunch of unpleasant old ladies. Yeah, I, I think that's just them. It's not even yeah. the characters. It's just that I can <laughs> see all of them being just so unpleasant to be around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he gets left on the side of the road miraculously across the road from uh, Eddie and Allie, who are stopped at a rest stop. Um, so he's trying to make his way over to them. Eddie sees him and commits a bunch of moving violations to get away from him cutting off a whole bunch of cars to get across <laughs> traffic. Um, do, you, do you remember, uh, Ant, you just posted the uh, jingle all the way, all the crimes that uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that Arnold uh, Arnold does in the span of that day? Yeah. You should do that for this movie. Because <laughs> there was quite a few there crimes quite a committed. Few. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I still don't know how, through all that, that she wouldn't have seen him. Yeah. Yeah. I she mean, would really not have been paying attention. I could see her just being like, what is that Santa Claus doing in the middle of the road? Yeah, it's hard to miss. Yeah, but I could see her not know, realizing it's him. Um, but yeah, she doesn't rec- She doesn't see him at all. Um, so he tries to hitchhike, and he's unsuccessful, and it starts to snow in the desert. Uh, meanwhile, Eddie and Allie go to a motel, and she kicks him out of her room, so he's got to get a second route. And Jake uh, sleeps through the night uh, in a Santa sleigh. And then he wakes up in the next morning, continues to hitchhike, and then some idiot eating a cheeseburger comes by and runs Jake off the road. And um, do you think? Ed, do you think at this point in the in the movie, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was really hoping that he got hit? <laughs> Just get get me out of this film. Run me over. I'm gonna do my own stunts on this one. <laughs> Jake, you're supposed. Jake, move. You gotta move, bud. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And while they're driving, the Ed man asks Allie what Jake has that he doesn't. And she basically says she just falls for his grand gestures all the time. And she's going to be greatly show in the 90s. Yeah, she is going to be greatly disappointed if she winds up marrying him, because there's no way Jake is going to sustain this for the rest of their lives. Uh, No, this isn't an uh, Ebenezer Scrooge thing where like it, it hit him hard in the, you know, in the soul. Yeah. What happens? This is just like I had a bad couple of days. Uh, I'm home now. I got the Porsche, so yeah. I got what I wanted. It's so clear this will probably last a few months at most. Yeah. And then he's gonna go back to being like, well, I need to get through life, so I'm gonna do what works best. Yep. Um, dumb van guy gives Jake a ride. They see Eddie and Allie pass them, and they try and catch up, but the cop pulls them over for speeding, I guess, which. Eddie and Allie were speeding then, so probably should have went after them, too. Right. <laughs> um, Don't you so, just hate when that happens? Yeah. So while they're waiting for the cop to come be- come up to the window, dumb van guy Nolan reveals that they've got stolen goods in the back. So um, Jake, quick thinking, um, decides to lie to the pol- a police officer. 
and tell him that they are on their way to give toys to a children's hospital. And the cop decides to give them a police escort to get there quicker. <laughs> um, Just like so, in real life. Yep. It, it, it does feel like at times that this movie, when they were writing it, was just they wrote a series of situations that Jake would get into mm-hmm. and would need to find his way out of. Yeah, it's very... Ep- making, yeah. Yeah, it's episodic like a road movie because yeah. this is a road movie. Um, But yeah, it's just... There's a whole bunch of shit that he does and all the lies that he gets away with. Um, so they're at they go to the children's hospital and they're forced to give the, the kids stolen appliances from the back of the van. Yeah. And yeah. and also, uh, I don't think the person that wrote this movie, unless if I don't know the exact route you would drive cross country um, from where they're going, ever looked at a map of the United no. States. <laughs> because yeah, they, they hit a couple different states for no reason. Yeah, so at this point, they're kind of like in Colorado, I think. Um, and then they make it to Nebraska. And then he goes to Wisconsin. Yeah, which that's is where... Like yeah, a they... thousand miles north of Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. and unless if they're like going through Canada to get to upstate New York, there's really no reason to go north. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know anybody that would do that. No. <laughs> um, so while they're giving away toys to the kids or not even toys they're like kitchen appliances um one of the kids says that he wants to he wishes he was back home with his family because he's stuck in the children's hospital and also his family might not be uh citizens that's what i took from it (laughs) yeah but i'm hoping it's the other way where he's like he's sick (laughs) and he wants to be home you know what i mean because my my mind jumped to like oh he's somehow got left in america while his family been deported yeah <laughs> so what you're saying is this is a uh prequel to the new party of five what i'm trying yeah. to say is this is trump's favorite movie <laughs> so yeah kid kid going home put that kid back on the other <laughs> side of that wall i'll send him home <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah but i i don't want to say like that's just you know that's not me thinking that this is what it definitely was i was just like i hope it's not what that was <laughs> It was. It's kind of a mixed message. It could be either one. Yes, and um, it, it was the '90s, so this stuff kind of like didn't really matter to mm-hmm. people. So if they did it, it wasn't viewed as shitty. Yeah. So uh, I'm. I'm just saying, it's not me. It's Disney. <laughs> uh. So this hits everybody right in the feels. So they go and call all their family, and Jake calls home, talk to his dad, but only his stepmom is there. That evil stepmom. <laughs> how dare she i'd much rather be talking to my dad not you i'm I'm furious just thinking about it yeah and the talk the cop talks about uh, so they leave the and cop talks about how his wife left him um and he asks jake to help him out because he's santa and she might take him back if she listens to him which is a bizarre string of logic (laughs) um jake is santa fetish yeah Jacob first doesn't want to, but then he mentions that she left him and lives in Nebraska, which is like six hours east of where he is now. So he's like, all right, I got a free ride to to six hours east on my way. So he agrees. And Max, the cop, apparently kissed another woman. So he's kind of shitty, too. Right. Yeah. Like I said, most of the men in this movie are just real shitty. You got, obviously, you got Jake, you got Eddie. Then you have Nolan, who steals things. Yeah. Then you have the cheating officer. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it, every man after another is just 
terrible, terrible human beings. Yep. Yeah, Gary Cole and the mayor. That's all we got. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the mayor. The mayor's a good dude. <laughs> and then Jake just like rips him off essentially. Yep. Um. So, um, they wind up at like some sort of steakhouse. Um, and that's where Max's the the cop Max's wife live works, and she's a waitress. And uh, Jake goes to talk to Marjorie, but he just projects projects his own feelings about his family onto Marjorie, and she puts in perspective that he's being an asshole. Uh, And then Jake cooks up a plan with Max to sing a song to Marjorie to the tune of a Christmas tree, which I guess Jake writes right there on the spot. Um, And they make up. the, The funny part about that scene is, so Jake is writing the lyrics. He writes the same lyrics twice did you notice that it was like oh marjorie oh marjorie i like i want to take you home with me and then he writes the same thing again and gives him the paper like why don't you just like write times two on there or something like that you know um so the cop and his wife make up and the cop buys jake a bus ticket and puts him on a bus and then we cut to ed man and ally having some really stimulating conversation about Denny's and also about being mean to poor people. That might be Jesus. Yeah. Uh, they see a sign for Bavarian Village and they decide that that's where they're going to go to sleep the next night. Yeah. Doesn't she say, would you rather stay at some boring hotel or uh, uh, what? I guess she says Bavarian yeah. place in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. They're just that. That's basically what she says. She's like, well, we could either just spend the night in a crappy hotel or we could have fun. At this weird Bavarian, uh, fake Bavarian ha- uh, village where there's a bunch of cheese, I guess. Um, so, and then we cut back to Jake, who is in a public bathroom, and he harasses a underage boy there, asking his opinion on his ho-ho-hos. Yeah. And uh, then we cut back. The Edman and Allie are having fun throwing cheese at each other at a poker festival, and Jake sees them kiss on the mistletoe on a local news program um, at the bus station. And his first reaction is that he's going to kill Eddie and not be mad at uh, Allie, mm-hmm. which don't you think you would be mad at her? She's your girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he thinks that Eddie, he was the one that kissed her. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It's just the logic doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Eddie's the rival. Yeah. He's I the guess. rival. That makes sense. He's cucking him. He's gotta... <laughs> yeah, can't have that. <laughs> he's got to kill the cuck. The yeah, cucker? He... Okay. Well, the mother cucker. Yeah, yeah. I said he would be the cucker, and Jake would be. Oh God. The cucky. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, sure. Why not? We'll go um, so Jake gets on the bus, and he tries to get the bus driver to detour to the Bavarian village named Edelbrook, and then we get Allie and Edman get the honeymoon suite, but uh, on the way, in order to get the Bavarian the Driver to detour, Jake causes a panic on the bus, making people think an organ donation has been left on the bus and time is of the essence. Just another asshole. great decision <laughs> by this asshole. Um, right, no one needs to get home for the holidays or anything. Yep. And, yeah. yeah, and apparently nobody on that bus has ever seen a liver yeah. in, in a book before. Yep. Like the guy who was eating the actual meat. That's like, what I didn't minute. understand. That that kind of looks like my food. Yeah, like did he just like so? It's basically like a slab of beef, I guess. Or yeah. it's like, like undercooked, pastra- like pastrami, maybe. 
Yeah, I it's like mystery meat. <laughs> yeah, or corned beef. Either way, somehow he gets that guy's food and puts it into someone else's um, yeah and igloo cooler and says that oh he wrote something that's like oh it's a a liver transplant. Yeah, and the guy whose cooler that is doesn't go hey wait a second that's I my think cooler that's my, my cooler. It's a whole bunch of people that just blindly believe this this asshole. Um, so. The, it works, though, and they decide to detour towards Edelbrook. Meanwhile, Allie and the Ed man share a bed, but Ed is wearing several layers, so uh, Allie feels more comfortable. Uh, Jake gets to Edelbrook in the morning and assaults a hotel clerk and then gets thrown out, but then he just sneaks back in and barges into their room. Uh, he uh, confronts Allie and rips off the Ed man's towel, who just walked out of the shower, and but he this is where he accidentally lets slip that he's going home to get his Porsche. So yeah. she storms off, takes his place on the bus and calls him a manipulator, a liar and a butthole. A butthole. <laughs> uh, I don't. Why didn't he? Well, he does say that he's going home for dinner, right? He why does say that. Yeah. Why wouldn't she believe that? Because that's a pretty convincing, you know, lie. I, I think he says something that kind of put, makes her question his motives and then she's just like i don't believe that at all what, okay what's your plan right because i was gonna say like when he says it i i just said just say you're going home for dinner and yeah. he says it, and she still doesn't believe it why, why wouldn't you believe that that's a pretty decent excuse but i i guess he had mentioned something earlier yeah um so she gets on the bus and she heads back towards home and the ed man decides to drive jake back because he can't believe he got dumped so bad before in his entire life um, which is sure. But then Jake tells the Ed man that his life is going to be great with him helping him out and everything. So the Ed man immediately takes back everything he just said and kicks him out of his car um, in the middle of Wisconsin. And why they are in Wisconsin at this point, I have no idea. Right. They're going the yeah. wrong fucking way. Um, so um, Ed man leaves and then uh, Jake randomly happens on a Santa 5K with the first with the prize money for first place being $1,000. And he immediately lies his way into the 5K. The uh, uh, what we eventually find out to be the mayor pays for his entry fee. Uh, they talk a little bit. They make a slightly racist Kenyan joke. Yes, uh, more than slightly. They <laughs> <laughs> just, just see the only black guy in the race and goes, Kenyan? Yep, yeah. Uh, the Edman pisses off a couple of cops wearing Christmas tree costumes, and then typical running hijinks. Uh, people fall over, a dog runs in, and all that kind of fun stuff. Dan, how how mad did you get about the one guy talking about carbo loading? <laughs> well, I mean, he's not wrong, but he was doing it at the wrong time. <laughs> I think you're supposed to do it the day before. You don't I believe do that's what spaghetti dinners, pasta dinners are. Yeah, like, you, you don't do it. Is. Right, you don't do it. <laughs> five seconds before the yeah i believe i believe michael scott does that in the race for the cure episode of the office and right, he just and, immediately throws up all the fettuccine alfredo <laughs> he, he hurls everywhere that was another thing uh that that scene with the old ladies when she says he yammed yeah in, in your you know, fuck you lady no one says that all right i don't care how old you are no one has ever said that yeah. In the history of America, no one yeah. has ever said no one has ever substituted yammed for puking, throwing up, or I would have taken yak. All yeah. right, he yacked in the in your handbag. <laughs> so, 
So the Kenyan is leading the race, and he gets cocky, turns around, starts showing off. And he immediately runs into a sign and gets knocked out. And then it's just the uh, Jake and the other guy run neck and neck until Jake starts to pull away, but he loses his hat. And one of the rules is you got to finish with your hat and your beard. Which oh. which means the Kenyan couldn't have won, correct? Uh, he didn't have a... I thought he had a hat and beard. Oh, no, he had like a biking helmet, biking helmet on. Yeah. I guess that counted. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the rules of this West Wisconsin we town. Did, we did an article on the main Damien about the <laughs> the rules of the Santa 5K. Uh, so while he goes back to get his hat, the other Santa inexplic- inexplicably stops, and Jake winds up beating him by a step. Uh, Jake cash goes in, cashes his check to get a thousand bucks. Edman gets driven past him in the back of squad car. Um, so Edman is arrested for whatever reason. Um, and then when he's on his way to the airport, cab driver tells Jake that the guy he beat was the mayor. The mayor wins every year and, uh, every year he donates his winnings to feed the less fortunate and Jake gets a change of heart, tells the cab driver to go to the mayor's house and he drops off his money. Uh, the mayor comes out, says, Hey, you know, if you've got no place else to go, it's Christmas Eve. You're more than welcome to have dinner here. And he says, no, I'm good. Because, again, the mayor being so much nicer than Jake could ever imagine being. Yeah. So Jake eventually finds a phone. He calls his sister. His sister offers to pay for a plane ticket for him. And just not because, not for him, but be, for her dad. And they're like, well, how are we going to get this? I don't have an ID. And she's like, well, I'll leave a password uh, yeah, at the and front desk. One of the biggest signs that this movie was made before 2001. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like. The, the 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 daughter was saying that she saved up money for a few years. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's Christmas Eve. It's like impossible to get a cheap flight anywhere. I don't right. care what what year it is. Yeah. There's no way she saved up that much money. <laughs> well, she was calling a travel agent. And yeah. it, oh, is that like their their bros or whatever? Yeah. Like the, the family travel agent does them a solid. <laughs> yeah. Probably. It, um, so is Gary Cole his character kind of like the Kevin McAllister's dad where he has some obscure job, but he's fucking rich Yeah. for, no, for some reason. Yeah. I want to posit though. We're going to take a little tangent here. I'm going to posit that Catherine O'Hara's character might also have a very great job. That's true. Cause she, she, has, she carries a lot of cash. She carries a lot of cash. She has a lot of like, she looks like a lot of the stuff around the house makes me seem like she's a fashion designer. She has a sewing machine in the room. She has a lot of like mannequins in the basement and in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like she's got some sort of fashion fashion job. That's a good point. No one ever talks about Catherine O'Hare. Catherine O'Hare's or O'Hara? Catherine, Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. O'Hara's. So yeah, no one ever talks about her because, again, I think it's the product of the time mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, you know, the guy, the, the, the husband was making all the money. But yeah. Sneaky... I think she was pretty wealthy on her own. Yeah, she could if she, she could have been fine on her own if she decided to divorce Peter McAllister and start off a new life without her shitty kids. <laughs> and no one would blame her, really. Yeah. Those kids are terrible. Yeah, shack up with the uh, the polka king. So, <laughs> polka polka. Uh, real quick, what is it with kids in Christmas movies just being absolute? douchebags i don't know i guess i guess it's just got to be that turn they gotta figure out the true meaning christmas i'm assuming 
But that what does that happen every other month of the year? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's eleven months of just putting up with awful, awful kids. Yeah. Just imagine being Buzz's mom. Right. And <laughs> everyone and everyone forgets the redhead kids. Those kids are even worse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's and then you you have uh, Charlie from the Santa Claus, who yep. is the to me, he's the worst kid imaginable. He's pretty bad. He's the worst. And I think in cinema history, he's top three. Yeah, he's pretty shitty. I haven't seen Boyhood, but I'm assuming the kid in Boyhood <laughs> is terrible. That kid sucks a lot, too. Okay, so I'm well, not far off. <laughs> um, so yeah, his... so they're, they're keeping up the tradition of really shitty kids. Um, so his, he goes to the airport after his sister gives the ticket agent a password. And the ticket agent is like, yep. That's the password, and then you still need an ID, though, kid. I was like, well, you just took fucking money from a kid. <laughs> right. The ticket agent couldn't have been like, oh, well, uh, he, you're still gonna, he's still gonna need his ID. It's like, before I do yeah. this, you're all right with, that, right? <laughs> before I go ahead and process this payment. Um, but he sees a dog cage that is going to JFK, so he climbs into the dog cage and uh, gets in there. A small ass plane. Um, then, as he gets to the airport, he releases the dog. So now someone's dog is now missing in the airport because he's <laughs> an add, asshole. Right, just add that to the ever-growing list. And then he jumps on a train and then immediately gets kicked off. And then we get a, a shot of Gary Cole looking at the clock. Real quick, that pissed me off the most in this what? movie. Him getting on the train and then immediately being asked about the ticket. Yeah. I took NJ Transit the other night. I paid for my ticket. They didn't come around. I was furious. I hate when that happens. <laughs> I activated my ticket. I'm out 9.50. <laughs> you stupid bastards. And you could have just gotten on without it ever yeah. coming up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's what. And immediately, as soon as Jonathan Taylor Thomas gets on, hey, where's your ticket, kid? I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this, uh, is, this is my uh, rant where I go off on NJ Transit. I'll just tweet them, yeah, <laughs> as I normally do. Yeah, I was I was very wondering the one time I took uh, come back from New York Comic Con, um, the train I missed my connection and the next one was coming in like two hours. So I went because Amtrak was there, and I went. I was like, oh fuck, you know, I'll eat it. So I'm not sitting in Trenton for two hours you know, <laughs> waiting for a train. And I get on there, and I literally could have paced up and down or sat in somewhere else and they would have never checked my ticket yeah i've seen people do that yeah um yeah. but anyway and, and what would they what would they have done in that case and it was an express from trenton to philly where were they going to kick me out unless it they would could put have you in amtrak me. jail yeah, yeah. It was like, unless they could have arrested me. <laughs> they would have cops put, waiting at in philly man they'd put you in wisconsin yeah yep They'd put you in the middle of the desert with a Santa Claus. Isn't Wisconsin like uh, Cannon Hell in? I guess. Oh yeah. 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 Dogma, Dogma. right? Right. It's worse than hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, Jake tries to hitchhike from there. Uh, He winds up hanging on the roof of someone's car. Gets tossed off at, at a Christmas carnival. And he steals a horse and sleigh. And it's probably one of the least terrible things he's done yeah, in this movie. One honestly. horse open sleigh. Yeah. And he rides at the alley's house and then he apologizes and kisses her and they're like, Oh, let's go to my, my house. 
it's almost time for me to get home. So he waits until after six specifically, and he comes home, and everyone's happy to see him. And even though he came on after six, his dad offers him the car, but Jake is like, I can't take that car yet. It's, we're not done fixing it up. And he says, we'll have to lots of Christmases to fix it up for the rest, to get it nice and perfect. Basically just saying that he's going to be coming home for Christmas from now on. And then he makes his stepmom not feel like a piece of shit for once. Yeah. <laughs> By telling her what to get him for Christmas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was, then, he's working on it. Yeah. He's not quite but, there yet. Let me just says 36. Yeah. That could have meant anything. Yeah, I guess I'm supposed to know what this means. <laughs> well, she does uh, ask him earlier, but it's yeah. like, you know, he doesn't go like, oh, my sweater is size is 36. Right. It's like Did she's she... had several conversations with other people since that, they've had that conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, again, this is supposed to be like his big turning moment. And it's just really not believable. Yeah. Right. Because, again, I, I truly think he he has this really nice holiday with his family. He goes back to school in Pasadena or with Palisades. 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 Palisades College. He goes back to Palisades College, probably hooks up with an underage uh, Jessica Beal, and reverts back to his really just shitty ways. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's no moment of reflection for him. I think the closest we get is is when the cab driver tells him about the mayor. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Um, yeah. But there's really no moment of reflection of him just being like, you know what? I'm kind of a shitty person and I need to figure out how to not be shitty. Yeah. Never happens. Right. Cause he, he well, still skates by, by being a shitty person throughout the rest yeah. of the movie. Yeah, exactly. He still lies, cheats and steals his right. way into getting home. The thing is, it's supposed to come off as like cute when he does it because he's a good looking kid. Yeah. Right, because he's baby face. It's like, oh, that's adorable. His hijinks. It's like hijinks instead mm-hmm. of being terrible. Was, and it, it's we know better. Yeah. The the only thing this movie was missing was a meat cute. Does it? Yeah. Said everything else from in terrible Christmas movies except for a meat cute. Right. Um. And then the parade shows up, and I guess he kind of apologizes about stealing their sleigh. It's a very and, half-hearted apology. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, all right, it's fine. Basically just compliments the angel on the wings and yeah. everything's forgiven. Right. Hey, this guy stole our oh, this guy stole our reindeer. Those are nice wings. Oh, thanks. I made them myself. All right. See you later. Yeah. Let's. Why don't, why don't we just continue the, the parade? Why don't you lead the parade? Yay. Everybody get into the sleigh. Can, can you imagine if that's how life worked? It was like, you know, you, you go to a bank, you rob it for, you know, 50, 50K. Like, hey, that's the guy who stole all the money. That's a nice shirt you got there. Oh, thanks. I got it on sale. Well, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And it would be amazing. That's the world I want to live in. Yeah. So his family packs up into the sleigh and they go riding down the street. And then we end with NSYNC playing. Oh, yeah. And that's the end of this shitty, shitty movie. We talked a long time for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it would be possible. Yeah. Uh, we got we talked a lot before we got even got into the plot. We got through the plot decently quick, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, this movie is, uh, it it has the makings of your standard Christmas movie, but our hero is just, he's not likable. Even for a kid like Jonathan Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't rooting for him at all. I also wasn't rooting for Eddie. Uh, I was really rooting for Jessica Biel to just get out of this toxic relationship with yeah. both of these men. She yeah. deserves so much more, so much better. 
than both of them. Yeah. But spoiler alert, Justin Timberlake's not that holding hands with his co-stars. Right. I, yeah. I, I was gonna say I don't think she, every from real life to in her roles, she's never really gotten with a really nice guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even. Even, even Freddie Prince. Yeah, even Ryan in Summer Catch is, is a complete dick. Yeah, yeah, but, but and then they, obviously Adam Sandler. Yeah, they just yeah. make they just make kind of like in this movie, and that one they just make another over the top dick in that movie, so that you don't think Ryan's as much of a dick. And I think that's what they tried to do here, like yeah. you said. But even he was more of just like a bully, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas was someone who really went out of his way to. He was like a shyster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's completely selfish. Why am I going to root for this kid? Or even when he has his moment, that's not really a moment. I don't I don't feel like, oh, yeah, you know what? He's a changed man. Nope. It, 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 it doesn't resonate. There's no there's no good meaning to this movie. It's not a good feel good Christmas movie. And no. also the part that pissed me off the most is they just left all that good food just sitting on the table to go that's return true. this way. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's we'll we'll cap it off with that. I say, <laughs> wasted food. Wasted food. What would you do to make this movie better? Uh, you know, I I think I would have the I would abandon the whole. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to say it. It's the it's a road movie essentially, right? Mm-hmm. So I would I would abandon abandon a lot of the subplots for the the road movie essentially like how he goes to the orphanage and how he goes to the like Oktoberfest thing uh I would also have him really not get along with his father more where the dad kind of doesn't want him to come home you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like there's that that animosity where yeah you married you met you got remarried after mom died too quickly and then they kind of butt heads on it instead of Gary Cole being more accepting like hey listen i know you don't like it but i want you home and all that it'd be like you know what then stay there and something comes around where instead of the porsche something materialistic i would want it to be something more like spiritual almost you know what i mean like in in the vein of christmas Mm -hmm. a porsche does not represent christmas to me so something more something more spiritual and less materialistic to get him home uh maybe he has to get home to stop uh, Allie from hooking up with Ed or whatever, you know, it's like one of those things. And then he does the road movie, the road trip. But I, I get rid of a lot of the characters. The uh, the cop was u- kind of useless. Uh, N- Nolan was useless. It's just the, the characters he meets along the way are just bad, poorly written characters. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, I, I wouldn't have it where he makes it home at a certain time to get his reward. It's just you get rid of the time. There, there is no time. The, the time is Christmas Eve. Like he needs to be there for Christmas Eve, not a certain time, just Christmas Eve. And you go, you kind of go from there. So you can kind of combine it where it's I need to get home to rescue the girl and make up with my father. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, I was in here thinking first thing that popped in my mind is I would make his character closer to a Ferris Bueller character, you know, as, as Ferris was. But then I thought, wait, Ferris is an asshole too. Oh, yep. yeah. So, okay, that won't work. Um, but maybe it was because this, the reason my brain went there was maybe the hijinks that Ferris caused were a little more like 
fun and charisma based than you know the terrible stuff that you know that Jake was doing in this movie, mm-hmm. like like lying about a liver donation and you know taking stolen goods to a children's hospital. You know that that stuff wasn't fun. So essentially, I would make it that um, I, I would, in terms of the family, I would make the him and his sister's relationship better, like more prominent. You know, like she's the reason she's getting him to come home. Like him and the dad are fighting, and sure. she's and there's something going on that he doesn't know about, and the sister's trying to get him home. You know, without telling him what's going on. You know, sort of thing where more lean towards the family thing than this stupid love triangle that they're doing. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, maybe maybe that's his realization is the road trip that mm-hmm. he is an asshole. You know, like he does one last thing before leaving, you know, to go home and it almost stops him from being able to go home. Sure. You know, sort of thing more than he's still the same person. Like he's slowly, you know, um, you know, they have they have it in a tag in Disney Plus as coming of age, you know, maybe make it more of that than whatever this movie was trying to do. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I would do to make this better. There's so many things wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I, I was going to say, I don't think it would have been so bad just to make it your run of the mill Christmas movie, you know, like yeah. just make it where he he has a problem. He's not a good person. And then he figures out. Like Mark was saying, somewhere along the way, like from California to New York, he's got 3,000 miles to get yeah. it figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and maybe maybe each of those little episodic hijinks he gets himself into, he learns a lesson. Yeah. In there. I agree. Um, I think that's what they were trying to do, but they never stick the landing with any of the lessons. Right. Agreed. Yeah, it's this movie is kind of beyond saving. Um, it's the, the weak acting very lazy uh kind of again like they pushed it with jessica beale and some of the guys what they were trying to do with her so it's very touch and go with that stuff and you know the comedy's not good the characters aren't well written this top to bottom it's lazy and even the sets are just poorly made yeah all right i think that's gonna wrap it up you guys want to plug your shit i do uh twitter Aquino 122 Stranger Damies at Stranger Damies uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. If you like what you hear, send us a tweet, post something. We'll post your shit, man. We were talking about it before the podcast. I will shill for you. All right. <laughs> you tell me what to say. I will say it. Dan is for sale. Yeah, I got your back, guys. Dan but, uh, yeah, sell that's out it. harder than anyone you've ever seen. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so, as usual, um, we have Stranger Damies, which will air uh, uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead doing the editing, so I got Wednesdays. Where are we? Um, so it's every Wednesday. This is the, um, you know, final episode of the Extra Life session. So it was probably the most fun that I had in a while. Um, you know, with this, um, where that. The whole uh, theme for it and uh, Anthony's Marxist revolution thing um, it was just a whole lot of fun. And this was a great four episodes. And this this one's the capper. The way you get out of this is amazing. Um, and look forward to uh, over the next four weeks, we tried out some new video cameras, a new way of sort of shooting it. Um, so some 
feel free um, over these next few weeks to just, you know, if you want to leave any constructive criticism, you know, you can do send tweets at Stranger Damies. I'm at Off The Mark Tweet. You know, we're just trying to perfect this for you guys. Um, so any uh, criticism, you know, as long as it's respectful, will be listened to. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we hopefully um, will have a lot of new things coming um, in uh, 2020 here. Um, and I do want to say, since we're recording this on Tuesday, um, that I believe, I know it's a different podcast, but I believe this is officially the two-year anniversary of our first recording, first oh, session. Look at recording. us. Yeah, so it's amazing how far we've come and how far this has gone, too. You know, they called this a movie, so... You know, we're, you know, be sure to just better things to come from us. Okay. All right. Yes. Where do they call this movie? You can find us at theycalledthismovie.podbean.com and on all podcast streaming apps at They Call This Movie. We're the main damey. You can find us at themaindamey.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at themaindamey. We are a part of Geek Vibes Nation. They are, they have a bunch of great shows. GVNation.com is the website. And on all podcast streaming apps at uh, Geek Vibes Nation, they got us, they've got the Game Vault Pod, they got Stranger Damies, they got a whole bunch of shows that we don't even have anything to do with. Check them out. A uh, bunch of shows that you probably enjoy uh, if you're a geek like us. And that's that's it. That's all my plugs. I'm at Ant Delvec on Twitter. Uh, the main name at gmail.com. If you got any questions, comments, you want to suggest a movie, you want to tell us we suck, you want to tell us we're great. I don't care. Stu, just reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, <laughs> uh, this has been um, I'll Be Home for Christmas, directed by Arlene Sanford. So, for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Del Vecchio telling Arlene Sanford to go fuck herself.